Thank you for downloading Three Idgits in a Pod. We just have a quick announcement before we get started. Supernatural is a show that often deals with sensitive topics in a less than sensitive way. Please check the show notes for episode-specific content warnings if this is concerning to you. Again, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Three Idgits in a Pod, the Siblings Supernatural Podcast. I am the sibling, Bridget. <laughs> I'm a sibling, Patricia. And I'm a sibling, Margaret. It was way better in the... You, yeah. <laughs> your, your practice version was a little bit better, uh-huh. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so today we are going to be uh, talking about Season 1, Episode 9, Home, but uh, first, how are we doing today? It's hot. It's really sweaty. It, again, we we had a couple episodes of that we recorded where the weather was much better f- for, you know, closing ourselves in a room yeah. um, with no airflow. Yeah, I could actually use a blanket then. Y- yeah, it's quite damp again today. Uh, high humidity, high heat. Um, I've had the fans on all day to get as much airflow up here as possible, but... No, um, the windows are closed. We've had to shut it all down, so we'll and see. We'll see how fast we can get through this. I have... Too many notes mm-hmm. for, yeah. for how hot it is up here, so we'll see how we do. Anything going on this week you want to talk about? Um, no, I I almost had an art show. Yeah. I decided not to go because I was too scared that it, it would rain. Y- yeah, your your art isn't really conducive to getting wet. No, it would be it's, destroyed. It, w- it would be bad if your art got wet. Yeah. Um, not, not destroyed, but... Moldy. Because it's moldy. Because it's made of most mostly made of fabric, uh, other kinds of fibers. It's um, it would be really bad if it got wet and yeah. it wasn't able to dry within like the layers and layers of stuff. Yeah, that that would be sad. Um, I I, I didn't go also because it was hot and rainy. Yeah. In uh, pre-K, we recently had a sort of like a moving up graduation ceremony for my pre-K kids. Yes. It was very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a great job. They were all in caps and gowns. They were all in caps and gowns. They um, were all very well behaved. Nobody screamed at the caterpillars. There's (laughs) lots of caterpillars around right now. Yeah. Um, And pretty much every practice we've had so far, somebody screamed at the caterpillars. (laughs) Uh, But nobody did this time, which was great. They did a good job. Did you have summer reading lists in high school? Not in high school. Like summer assignments or anything? No. Not that I remember. Not from high school. So I feel like I did one summer, like, like the summer after my freshman year, mm-hmm. but they were starting to phase that out yeah. by the time I'd gotten there. So, and we never talked, like I, I did the summer reading, but it, like then we never talked about it and yeah. they, they just stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Cause I, but I think we had summer reading in middle school. Yeah, I think we did too. And we did talk about, like, we had to write like a short report we on the books we not. read in middle school. Yeah, I, th- I think they've mostly phased that uh, out. My seventh grade English teacher, when I was in sixth grade, I had her as as a study hall, um, and she gave me a list of books just to read for fun if I wanted to, um, and I still have a PDF of them, but I have so many books that I want to read that, and basically all of the ones on that PDF are not even on my to-read list yet. I have so many <laughs> And half of them I've already started, and then I took a break, so now I don't remember 
anything that happened, so then I'm going to have to restart it again. Mm -hmm. That's the case with, like, half of my book collection. Speaking of chatting about our hometown, (laughs) (laughs) should we jump uh, jump into uh, Season 1, Episode 9, Home? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sam is haunted by a vision of a woman trapped in the brother's childhood home and convinces a reluctant Dean that they need to go back there. Yeah. First ten minutes. First ten minutes. Pretty (laughs) classic Netflix. Um, This episode is written by Eric Kripke. Oh. Creator of the show. Creator of the show. I think this is the first episode he's written since Bloody Mary. He hasn't written very many episodes. Oh, he wrote Bloody Mary. Yeah, I think he wrote the pilot... Bloody Mary, and there was like there was another one in there. He's written, he hasn't written very many. Mm-hmm. The pilot was Ghost Woman, right? Yes, the pilot was the Lady in White Ghost Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, because when I hear you say the pilot was, and then I just think of the airplane episode, <laughs> right? Right. The Not that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so this episode was written by Eric Kripke, which makes sense. He's the series creator. This is a big plot episode. Yeah. Directed- Coming back to, like, some similar stuff as to the that uh, that first scene that right. we find. Yeah. Um, directed by Ken Girardi. Girardi. And it aired November 2005. Okay. So, uh... Not this episode. I think the next episode... I have to double-check. I think the next episode is our mid-season finale. Oh, okay. Uh, so we start off with a way different intro. Yeah. yeah. This is the first real previously on. This is, um... Oh, hey. Uh, rem- Something's re- actually re- going to happen Remember all of this stuff from early in the show that we've only, like, had little touches of here and there? Remember all of it, because it's going to be important. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a filler episode. We're actually going to do yeah. plot stuff. Just letting you know, this is a plot episode. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> In Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah, and notably, uh, no curvy knife. Yeah. yeah. No curvy knife. For once. The, fir- the first non-curvy knife. Previously on. <laughs> Previously on. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we, you know, we're in Lawrence, Kansas, where it all began. We see a blonde woman on the, on her kitchen floor going through boxes. She finds a wedding photo and starts kind of crying and smiling while she looks at it. Then we hear a little girl say, mommy, and, uh, (laughs) she says, she says something's in her closet. Yeah, she's like, oh, hey, sweetie, why aren't you in bed? There's something in my closet. Ominous music as she opens the, her daughter's closet. She's like, "There's nothing in here." <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a POV from the closet. I'm yeah. like, "There's something in there." There's definitely something yeah. in this closet. Um, I had a, a just a thought about this. The way people write kids in TV and movies mm-hmm. just often is like, mm, "That person doesn't know what kids are like." Yeah, no. yeah. This. How old would you say this kid is? Eight, yeah. I'd say eight, eight, to eight to ten. Eight to ten. Because I think we said, remember the the kid in the in the lake episode. Yeah, 
was we, we thought he was about eight. I think this girl's a little bit older. Yeah, she I seems so like too. I'd say she's probably like ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way the, and the way she comes in is like mommy, little kid voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not. That's she not thought was, she would do it. And I think I was still calling mom. Yeah, but but the, it's, it was a, it was a little kid voice yeah. she was doing, and a kid that age who had come who came you know to come down and say, mom, I think there's something in my closet. That's a little that, concerning. That's alarming. Mm-hmm. That's and that's not, that's not you know. I, oh. I don't think indulgent smile and let's check the closet is the response I would have to a kid of that age. That kid's in fifth grade. That's well, it. Seems like that this is a regular thing that they deal with in this house at least. Like it seems like they've done this before. Yeah, this isn't the first night. There was I mean, a, a little bit of an air about that. The, um, yeah, the, there's an implication like like oh you're just not used to this house yet, mm-hmm. but yeah, j- j- like so. like this is a child of an age where you know they're not just going to be seeing th- like you know this isn't a make yeah. pretend this is you know e- so, so, even some of my pre K kids like if so, they were like I think there's something in the closet I'd be like oh, oh, oh. okay I'll check yep <laughs> yep you're probably right you know. <laughs> I don't see anything in there right now, but it was probably a rat or something. Yeah. Let's, you know, we'll we'll take care of it. Like, I, I promise it's not a monster, but, like, I believe you yeah. <laughs> that you saw something. And, you know, my students are at most five, so. I don't like this house, the ki- uh, kid says. We don't know her name yet, but yeah. uh, mom says, you're just not used to it yet. Me, you, and your brother, we're going to be happy here. And she's like, the chair I, yeah, <laughs> move she goes, the chair, please, mom. Yeah, she goes. I promise, and I'm like, never make promises in this show. Don't make promises. <laughs> You're a single mom. You're in danger. Yeah, you're already in danger. Yeah, just she just by goes, virtue of being a single mom. She's point like her mom's about to leave. It's just, just the chair. <laughs> she's like, mom, mom moves the chair in front of the closet just to be safe. You know, indulgent mom. Mm-hmm. So the mom uh, heads back to the kitchen, back to unpacking. She hears a rattling, tapping noise and goes, let it not be rats. As the subtitles say. Yeah. (laughs) Rattling and tapping. And I I don't know if you you were watching it on probably a laptop. Yes. Yeah. Did you have headphones in? Yes. I I don't know if you noticed this, but but the the rat scuttling, there was a really cool left-right in mm-hmm. the in the headphones. Oh, that is cool. It was there that they did some cool stuff with sound design right there. Yeah. It's like, ooh, ooh, it sounds like ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, the rats are moving around my head. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes down to the basement, tries to flip on the light switch, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Tries to flip on another light, doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> and like at this point, she, and she's you know, shining the flashlight around. Like, okay, so at this point, she's down here looking for rats. Right. You're not going to see the rats in the beam of a flashlight. Yeah. You're just not going to work. If the lights aren't working, this is not the time mm-hmm. to go urban exploring <laughs> and wandering around the basement. Yeah, let's try tomorrow. Do it in the morning. Yeah. When, you know, there's light coming in through the basement windows or whatever, so you can replace the bulbs. So you can, you know, look for evidence of rats, like rat droppings or something. Right. Don't just go wandering around the basement in the middle of the night in the dark you don't know what's down there. Yeah. You're going to step on a nail or something. Yeah, you like just moved here. It's not it's not safe. You don't yeah, know. It doesn't look like she's explored the basement much since no, moving she, in. No, she does not know what's down here. So like don't basic basic safety skills. Mm-hmm. No one in horror shows or movies has any basic safety skills. Nope. Don't do that. <laughs> Makes me mad. Okay, then it goes back to 
the daughter's room, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see the chair moving away from the uh, from the closet door on its own. Yeah, it's a very creepy and very squeaky. <laughs> it's like, it's being pulled across the floor. Yeah, that, that grinding sound on yeah, the floor. Yeah, like, like mm-hmm. <laughs> And this little kid does not start screaming until a little while later. I, I don't understand why she's not... She, she, she doesn't start screaming until she sees something, the, 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 the thing. Figure. Yeah, so... She seems just paralyzed, I guess? I guess, just like if I stay still enough, it won't get me. Maybe, maybe, yeah. So the we keep flashing back and forth. The mom finds an old box with pictures of John uh, and a card that says "Dad." There was a very cheap jump scare when she scared herself because she walked into a lampshade that was hanging from the, <laughs> from the Did ceiling. Did it get you? No, it kind of was like. E. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, oh, man, that's stupid. Yeah, and then, you know, switching back and forth. Um, Closet doors start to open and creak. With, like, the most ominous creaking noise yeah. possible. And I was like, oh, this is the... Switch back. This is, like, a Winchester memory box. We've got old photos in here of John and Mary and the kids. And she flips it over, and it's like, John, and Mar- John Mary, Dean, and little Sammy. Mm-hmm. So this was their house. So yeah, we've established this is the old Winchester house in Lawrence, Kansas. If we weren't, if we if, like if audience, we weren't sure. If you weren't here with us already, now you should be. <laughs> um, we see up in the daughter's room a figure wreathed in flames is in her closet, and she finally starts screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "The fire demon is back, baby." <laughs> um, and like I'm like, yeah, there's. Some things about this episode that I remembered more than I remembered any of the others, other episodes so far. Mm-hmm. I remember that they returned to their home, and I remembered that there was some ghost activity associated with it. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Their mom died tragically and violently. We've been told, like, up to this point that when that happens, ghost activity is likely. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, okay, yeah, that, that something, something bad happened here. There's probably, it's probably a haunted house now. And, like... Like, how has, like, just the, the idea that, like, how has John never come back here to look? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just noted that they, they will, that it's like, a oh, scream to the title flash. Um, they will change, they change how they do the title flash by season. Hmm. And I think the, the way they do the visit here in this first season is the only season they do the visit. They change the sound in later seasons. Huh. And I, I, unless they change it at the mid-season break and we'll see, but... Uh, at, le- at least for now, they're still doing the, the visit supernatural sound, even though they've changed the previously on. Mm-hmm. Just little production things I'm noticing. Yeah. So we get another Sam dream yeah. up, ne- up next. Sam has a nightmare of a house with a woman in a second floor window, pounding on the window and screaming. It looks like she's saying, help me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wakes up in a motel next to a soundly sleeping Dean. Like confused and like uh, just a long, yeah. long, lot of Sam concerned face. Yeah, and then it cuts to him drawing in like a notepad, like just drawing a tree. And then he flips, and you're like, "Oh, you've been drawing a lot of the same tree." Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, you're drawing a tree. You're drawing <laughs> it over and over again." Yeah, yeah. That's 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 always a good sign. Yeah, when yeah. you draw the same thing over and over and over. Dean's on his laptop finding new gigs. 
Yeah. He's got a cup of coffee. He seems like he's in a decent mood. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you know, ru- just running through. Yeah. Like, like people would check the paper. Mm-hmm. He's looking for strange occurrences. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. a crew on a ship went missing. Uh, some cows in Texas were... The- Cattle mutilations in yeah. West Texas. Yeah. And Sam's obviously distracted through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Sacramento man shot himself in the head three times. Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he asked Sam, he's like, am I boring you? Yeah. <laughs> hunting evil stuff? And Sam's like, oh, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm listening. listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Keep going. And, and Dean's, a, he gets through the list. Any of these blowing up your skirt, pal? <laughs> That's a weird line. The way he said it was funny, though. Just kind of like, are any of these... And he did, he did... Yeah. uh, How do you guys count to three? Oh, yeah. I use my index finger, middle finger, and ring finger. You you both do that? Yeah. Yeah. He's the kind of person who holds up... He starts with his pinky finger to count. Ring and middle. middle. One, two, three. It's just a choice. As a character choice. Dean's the kind of guy who counts to three <laughs> with, with, <laughs> pinky with, first. The pinky, with the pinky verse. Is that a Jensen thing? I don't know. Some people count that way. It could be a Jensen thing. So it's a, some people count like this, too. No one, one two, can three. see that. <laughs> <laughs> some people count like this. <laughs> Thumb, index, middle. Just the way, just As the way opposed, some people count like this. One, two, three. I'm like, yeah, that's how yeah. most people do it. One, two, three. <laughs> no, God. but with yeah, thumb, thumb index, index, middle. middle. Your, yeah, your options are usually thumb, index, middle, index, middle, ring, or pinky first, well, ring, when I'm middle. Counting, I do thumb, index, middle. But if but I'm like I'm holding, holding up, up three. three. Yeah, some people will hold up the thumb, index, and middle finger as three. Yeah. It makes it look like an alien hand. <laughs> Riveting stuff. But I know, I know. <laughs> But I just like, oh, hey, he does that other one. Oh, yeah. So Sam is drawing that tree over and over, and he compares it to a photo of the family from their dad's journal. In front of the house. Yeah, and there's this tree in front of their house. Uh, and he's like, I know where we need to go next. The people who live in our old house, I think they're in danger. Yeah. And, the, and throughout this scene, we have some uh, subtle jacketing choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's, it, the, it's subtle and it's good. The, um, the subtle shift in Dean's demeanor mm-hmm. from he's having a pretty good morning. He is going through his version of the local paper with a cup of coffee to dread. Dr- uh, just dread. And the way that it's 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 good and like the, the watching sam's frantic movements and like he's concerned brother sam starts to tell him starts to talk to him the the shift in his face the shift in his body language it's really good yeah mm-hmm. sam starts to tell him about how he had dreams before jess died well he doesn't get there first the first thing that happens is uh just trust me on this just trust me on this because Dean, Dean's like, like why? That's that's random. Why are we doing that? And mm-hmm. and Sam's like, um, just trust me. And he's like, uh, like that's a little weak. You gotta give me more than that. He's like, I can't just can't explain it. Is all. And he, and Sam's like, not gonna do it at first until Dean pushes mm-hmm. because he's let it. Dean let it go last time when Sam was acting weird, yeah. and now Dean's gonna push. Yeah. And good for you, Dean. You avoided. You 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 guys managed to get out of the loop of one of you lies to the other and it causes problems later. You, Sam told the truth. We still yeah. gotta make amazing. That, we still gotta make that wheel. I know. <gasps> but we haven't really. Well, we we've we've got Sam. Sam lied. Uh, you know, he kept things to himself last time. 
it had it hasn't caused like se- the serious ramifications that some of the later stuff has yet. Uh, right now, I would argue that of the Winchesters who are you know lying and keeping information to themselves, uh, John is on that. Yeah, is is, is on that thing, and that's going to cause cause problems for them later. Yeah, yeah. We, we're going to talk about that later at the very end of the episode. Um, but hey, Dean pushed. And Sam gave in, and they had a mm-hmm. talk. Yeah, and they talked about how Sam's been having these nightmares, and Dean's like, yeah, I know. He's like, mm, you don't know, because I was having nightmares of the same exact thing that happened to Jess days before it happened. He's like, mm, what? It's just a coincidence. He's like, no, it's not. Everything was exactly like the dream. And he's like, and that woman that I saw looks like she's in danger. So he's like, Dean obviously is having some hard time. With that, but also because he doesn't want to go back home. Yeah, over, you know, Sam, Sam is, you know, word vomits. Mm-hmm. You see, Dean, Dean is, like, is like, 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 wow, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have just dumped a lot on me right there. Like, slow down, would you? Dean's hesitation and the complete change in his demeanor from earlier, there's just, there's a vulnerability in, in his face, uh, just just the dread and the fear, and Sam's like like Dean, we we have to go back there. We go, we we got to do this, and he's like, how can you how can you ask me to do that, especially when and then like the, the hesitation, yeah, uh, when I swore to myself that I would never go back there, mm-hmm. the the close shot, the vulnerability. It's so good. Thank you, Jensen. Thank you for that very good acting. And Sam's like, we got to do it. And you see Dean harden, mm-hmm. and you see him like, like it's that that at, at his core, that sense of duty. There are people in danger, and he has to help them. That's his job. So he says, I know we do. And I'm just like Sam. I don't think I don't think Sam knows in this moment, or like, but like I mean, Sam's having his own issues. He's been having these nightmares about his girlfriend dying, and he's he's a mess. Um, and he's been keeping it to himself because he's emotionally constipated. But um, <laughs> I don't think Sam realizes, and this is uh, this is probably because also he's the younger sibling, and Dean's always been, you know, the older protector and the strong, you know, guiding force there. I don't think Sam realizes in this moment what he's asking. Yeah. E- even though Dean's kind of said it, I don't think Sam grasps what he's asking of Dean mm-hmm. because Sam was a baby; he doesn't remember. No, what he he's asking Dean to relive the most traumatic event of his life, and he's just and he's like like just not picking up on it. No, but I think Jensen knows, and showed us. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jensen. That was really good. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a vroom into Lawrence. <laughs> and they drive past it, uh, the Lawrence sign, three miles, and then they're at the house. Yeah, and we yeah. see the house with the tree out front. And the boys drive up. I'm like this is weird. Sam's like, "Are you going to be all right, man?" Dean's like, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> Brave face. Yeah. <laughs> Repress it. <laughs> Repress it. Feel depressed and misunderstood. What you gonna do? Repress it. <laughs> so they go up to the house. Dean is ready with a lie. Yeah. He's ready. We're like you. I think he was gonna go We're for federal. The, I think he was gonna go for the federal marshals thing again because they've done that before. Yeah. Um, they, that's a, that's a pretty standard script for them. Again, they're rocking up in canvas jacket, uh-huh. which is interesting. I don't, I don't know why they made that costume choice. Yeah. Um, because, again, I think I said before, l- later, it seems that he wears his leather jacket when he needs some sort of emotional armor. Yeah. Right. So it would have made more sense, for I him think, to wear, for him to wear the leather jacket. I don't think they were going for that this early in this show, though. 
I and, was not and, intentional. And, and again, I hesitate to say that anything that anyone on the show has ever done has been intentional. But yeah. here we are. But the way that Sam like nudges him kind of with his elbows, like, "Oh, where are uh, Sam and Dean Winchester?" Yeah, he sees the lady. He's like, "We're Sam and Dean." Yep. <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, okay, we're uh, gonna yeah. roll with this." Yeah, we were just driving by. Do you mind if we stop in to see the old place? We used to live here, and she's like. That's so funny. I was just looking at photos yesterday. Come on in. He's like, you were. You, yeah. You were? She just lets these guys I in. know. This lady has no self-preservation instinct. And I think this is more a problem of men not knowing how to write women. Yep. Uh-huh. This is... These two giant men arrive at her men, door. Strange large men who say they used to live here. Can you let us in your house? No! She's like, oh, that's funny. She invites them in, introduces she's, them she's to alone, little Richie. She's alone with her. She's a single she's mom with her two children, with her two young kids. One who's in a playpen by himself. Yeah, and this is something. I think that kid is too old for that playpen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that kid's about five. First of all, my students are five on the outside, and uh, any one of them could easily climb out of that. Yeah, thing. yeah. They have, like, proportional, like, the upper body strength of bodybuilders. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the amount they of can take climbing and swinging. They, they, and they do, daily. Yeah. Um, the amount of climbing and swinging and throwing themselves on the ground that they do. I did. I do. <laughs> I did. I do. <laughs> um, th- this, this kid looks like he's about five years old. Yeah. yeah. And he's doing a two-and-a-half, two-year-old thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he's just like, juice, juice. Yeah, I want he's juice. jumping up on down, juice, and he's like, juice, 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 That's, that's juice. what toddlers do. Yeah. That's that's toddler voice. That's a toddler behavior. Yeah. yeah. And toddlers belong in playpens. And she goes, sorry about him. He's kind of a juice junkie. <laughs> and she goes to the fridge. Even toddlers can wander around. Like, like the, I'm just thinking about, like, the to- our toddler classroom. Like, we don't use playpens like that in toddler class. So, like... Yeah, even as a toddler, though, kids can get out of cribs. Yeah. It this, is this crazy is not... how much they can be, like, ninjas and just, like, parkour. And, like, a normal person trying to get out of, like, proportionally, like, a crib that big would, like, break their neck. Yeah. Kids are weird and so... flexible and slimy. <laughs> yeah. And sticky. Yeah. All of these things are true. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just think it's the it's writers not having a, a lot of oh, experience with kids and not really understanding what kids are like. Based off our and then, experience. And maybe wanting to have a little kid actor, but realizing that that would be harder than a yeah. slightly older kid actor. Yeah. Who, like, I want this, I want, you know, this two-year-old to, to jump up and down and say juice. It's much easier to get a five-year-old to jump yeah. up and down and say juice. So... Mm-hmm. Based off of our experience with this show so far, it isn't surprising to see that people, most the writers, don't understand how to write people just in general. They don't know how to write women. They don't know how to write children. Sometimes they don't even really know how to write men. They just want to write it to be like, this is what a guy is like. Yeah. He's so yeah. masculine and uber mega macho. Yeah, and, and I think Eric Kripke has said as much that Dean is supposed to be, like, the Midwestern masculine ideal. <laughs> is Eric... Is Do we not like Eric? Eric, Eric Kripke is the creator of the show. And <laughs> is not as bad as some of the writers... Yeah. ...who just hate the fans. Yeah. But is, you know... Not, I mean, I mean, he's re- he he's he was the showrunner at this point, so he's responsible for the general direction of these characters. Yeah, and um, so that that which includes all of Dean's gross behavior. Yeah, which 
fits into whatever his, in his head, whatever yeah. his idea of the ideal masculine man from the Midwest, you know, the all-American man. Mm-hmm. Um, so we meet uh, the little girl, we learn her name is Sari, and we learn that the family has just moved from Wichita. Uh, they don't have any family here. Uh, she explains that they just needed a fresh start. New town, new job, when I find one, <laughs> new house. I'm like, you moved to a new house without finding a yeah. job? First. Yeah. That's a big investment. Uh-huh. And giving off, she she seems very, she, in this moment, she seems to me to be uncomfortable. Yes. yes. And they're, they're sort of grilling her a little bit, but she's volunteering a lot of information. Yes, yeah, she is. That tells these two very large, strange men very quickly that, no one will miss her if something happens to her. Yep. You don't just say these sorts of things to strangers. You don't say, so when somebody asks, do you have family here? And you, you just you, moved into town? You say you yes. You say yes. I have, and I have five and, older brothers who and, will kick your ass. And, <laughs> and, and friends and a job that's expecting me there tomorrow. Good day. <laughs> like, like she, what she has told them is, she has no family. Mm-hmm. She is new in town. She just bought this house. She is <laughs> new, new in, in town. town. And it gets worse. <laughs> uh, we don't learn her name for a little while, but... When do we learn her name? Only when Dean says... Like, he has a line where he says her name. We don't learn so it he, in that So he, he learned it at some point. Yeah, but, but we, we don't. The, we, we, the audience, don't know what her name is until later. Yeah. So Jenny... Uh, yeah, she goes, she's like, this place has its issues. It's getting old. The wiring, the lights flicker almost hourly. The sink's backed up. There are rats in the basement. And they're like, have you, have you seen rats, though? Or do you or just, just, hear, just, hear the just hear the scratching? She's like, no, just, just the, the scratching, scratching, actually. And, and Dean and Sam are, are like, internally screaming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's a... And then... She's she just listing all the haunting yeah. symptoms. And then her daughter goes... Ask them if, when they were here, if the thing that... The yeah, thing. Ask, ask them if it lived here when they lived here. She's like, oh, silly daughter, no, nothing lives here. I'm She's like, like, oh, Sarah had a nightmare. She's like, no, I wasn't I dreaming. It came into my room, and it was on fire. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ha, 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 ha. There's nothing in your closet, <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> like, we've got to get them out of here. Yeah, so it cuts to them on, they're like, you know, walking away from the house. They're on the, they're, <laughs> they're on the, hurriedly walking they're, away they're, from they're the house. They're speed walking and fighting, like, just like on the front sidewalk. Like, they've, the, ba- the door is barely yeah. closed behind them and they're already, like, having a heated discussion. Like, guys, you should probably wait till you're in the car so yeah. you don't freak these people out. <laughs> yeah, Sam's like, a figure on fire. And Dean goes, and Jenny was in your dreams. And that's when we hear, that's when we first so, learned Jenny's So they name. must have cut the, her introduction line where she's like, I'm Jenny. Jenny. At, they must have cut that at some point because yeah. we, we wouldn't have how, learned. She didn't say that to us. Nope. We hear or there's we know that there's scratching and flickering lights, which are both signs of a malevolent spirit. Uh, do you think it's the one that killed Mom and Jessica? I don't know. Has it come back? Has it been there the whole time? Maybe it's something else entirely. So, as part of this heated discussion, there, Dean has been Dean is obviously thrown. This is mm-hmm. some good acting. We got yeah, we got some jacking choices mm-hmm. coming out. Um, he's like clearly like like thrown by this, and he's like like doesn't know how to handle this. Um, so we get to 
they're they're at like the gas station mm-hmm. trying to regroup and Dean's like okay like get it together get it together we're going to look at this objectively yep. we're going to treat it like any other case and he's like trying to distance himself emotionally from the situation to you know regain control yeah and then Sam's just like what do you remember about that night and it's like uh, <laughs> yeah how much do you remember about that night specifically you know and then Dean just like relives the trauma yeah it's like uh, I remember the much. fire the heat. I carried you out the front door. You came out the front door? He's like, you did? He's like, what, you never knew that? No. He's like, aw, that's kind of, that's nice. So Sam's like, dad never had a theory about what did it? Uh, and Dean's like, if he did, he kept it to himself. So. We, we certainly asked him enough times. Yeah. He's like, you know, kind of brooding in thought. Mm. Yeah, if we're going to figure out what's going on now, we've got to figure out what happened back then. Uh, see if it's the same thing. And they're like, yeah, we'll talk to dad's friends, neighbors, people at, uh, who were there at the time. And he goes, Dean's like, I'll be right back. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. S- Sam has like, Sam has a line first where he sort of does like a little like back of his throat scoff. And he's like, does this feel like just another job to you? And then Dean has a long pause and says, I'll be right back. I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. Just kind of casual. <sighs> keeping it casual. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam, read the room. Yeah. Dean is hurting. You just asked him to relive his trauma in detail. He's barely keeping it together and treating it like just any other case. Right. Is all that's keeping him together. Until he gets just out of sight and pulls out his phone and calls John. So there's an error here. Yes, the subtitles got the number wrong. So (laughs) he says on the voicemail, call 866-907-3235. But the screen says seven eight five 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 zero one seven nine. What? Completely <laughs> different. Completely different from that. Like, what? And I had I because I'm so bad at um like pausing and then or like while it's playing, hearing it and then remembering it. So I had to like go back so many times, I ten seconds, and pausing it. I completely missed that. So he said. It's, so it's eight six six versus seven eight five nine oh seven versus five 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 three two three five zero one seven nine. Like there's no way to mess they that up. They don't share like, any, any numbers, except in the first segment they only share an eight. So funny. What? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the what the choice was for that. Yeah, no. It's so funny to me. I completely missed that. I think I, 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 I heard them say numbers, mm-hmm. and I saw numbers on the screen, but all but both of them were just like... Burr, 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 burr. I was like, okay. Ah, ah. ah, that's a phone number. <laughs> okay. So Dean leaves a message on his dad's uh, voicemail. So he goes, Dad, I know I've left you messages before. I don't even know if you get them, but I'm with Sam. We're in Lawrence, and there's something in our old house. I don't know if it's the thing that killed Mom or not, but I don't know what to do. And he chokes up here and says, so whatever you're doing, if you could get here, please, I need your help, Dad. And his eyes are watering. He's tearing up the choke, the voice break on, Mm -hmm. I don't know know what what to to do. do. Ah! It's so good. Jensen, you're so good at this. (laughs) Wow, you're so good at this. This acting. Jack <laughs> Joyce is happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a couple things. We learn 
Dean has has been calling John mm-hmm. and and leaving messages, leaving messages. So which me, which is we found out in Phantom Traveler, you remember that before then he tried to call. He he tried to call a number of times, but it was like the number does not exist. Yeah, dead at number. Service. They find out through their friend Jerry. Yes, we love Jerry. We love like Jerry. Jerry. We find out through Jerry that uh, John's phone now has a voice message on it that says to call Dean in, in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. So, and that was the first that Dean had heard of this. So it's been since Phantom Traveler. Whenever that happened in their chronology, right? So it's been since months. then. It's been months. It's been months, but it's been you know not. You know, a super long time. Yeah. I've been on this road trip, just the whole thing, for like six months now. Well, between... October, November. Be- between Halloween. Yeah. Skin was in uh, early December. November, December, January, February, March, April. Five months. So it's been five months Dean has called this number multiple times. Yeah. Um, and left messages asking for John, and he's gotten no response. What a great dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He And now he's on the phone with John, begging him to help him. Because he doesn't know what to do. He is lost. He needs his dad. <laughs> his poor baby. And he's... But then he's got to, you know, he's got to turn it on and be... The strong older brother. Older brother. He's he's gotta because <laughs> because he's he's gotta be the one who knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And he's he because Sammy's his younger brother. He's gotta take care of him. And the absolute take care of your brother. shift from when he was talking like okay, so this is what we've got to do to one second, basically just collapses right there in the alleyway. <sighs> yep, that made me sad. That made me kind of tear up while watching. You know, it's like, don't be sad, Dean. Yeah, he's got to go turn around the corner where no one can see him, so he can have this tearful conversation. And <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and I think it mostly had to do with because he didn't want to do that in front of Sam. But this might also bring in the toxic thought that people have that men don't cry. Can't oh, yeah. show anyone how to cry, that you cry. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure with all of the na- the toxic masculinity that Dean's got baked into his psyche, yeah. um, he can't let Sam, his younger brother, who he's supposed to be a role model for, right. can't let, them, and he's, cry. he's supposed to be the adult here. Yeah. They're both adults. Yeah. They're both in their, you know, they're both in their 20s. Sam's in his early 20s, Dean's in his mid-20s. They're, they're on a much, like, the, so they're still navigating the, we are now both adult siblings mm-hmm. means something different than it did when we were kids, where Dean was a parent figure it's also to still Sam. That, a bit of an age gap still. That Not as big an age gap. I mean, it's, it's four years. Mm-hmm. I know, but I'm just saying, some stuff happens to you. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, you know, just as stuff a 15 year old. Some stuff happens to you, and D- Sam is 23? 20? 22. Okay, so Sam is 22, and yeah. Dean is 60. What? <laughs> 26. Dean is what? <laughs> I almost said 62, but I meant 26. Um, some stuff happens to you when, from 22 to 26. Oh, yeah. I mean, I There's mean, some yeah. life experience that he's... And definitely, like, being in college is a very different life experience than being, you know, out living in the real world. Right. So Dean is definitely... Well, is, is, is it really the real world? Oh, yeah. Dean... Dean wasn't exactly living in the real world. Dean, when he Dean was with his dad. It was 
Dean was living in motels and truck stops, and his real world involved crime for money, but, you know, different environment, definitely. Yeah. So next up, we had Jenny um, has hired a plumber to deal with her haunted sink. I don't, yes. I don't know why. I just got weird vibes from the plumber. I just didn't really like him. Like I liked I his thought... facial expressions. Yeah. I yeah, think he was it... good at like, huh, mm. Mm. let me, mm. I feel uh, something, hmm, huh? That's <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah, those were all good. Um, I just saw it come out in the beginning when we were first introduced to him. I thought that he was going to be, like, someone that was possessed and was like, I'll fix your sink. And then, no. No, he was just a dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a weird vibe of dude. Mm-hmm. But the, I, this is, um, I remembered this scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, for most of the episodes so far, I've either had a vague recollection of the general idea of the, of the episode or not remembered anything at all. Mm-hmm. A number of the episodes we watched so far have been completely new to me. <laughs> yeah, I know I watched them at right. one you point. Know you've seen it. I know I watched them. I know I did. I remembered the scene, so I was like, "I know what's going to happen." I knew it was going to happen. This is oh, yeah. seen it. this is probably why I'm afraid of garbage disposals. <laughs> yeah. Let's do the fork in the garbage disposal. Ring, ding, 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 ding. A weird little monkey toy with symbols starts moving and making its symbol noises. And then it stops. Just think of the guy from Toy Story 3. Yeah. He's just a little monkey symbol. Get that monkey! The plumber unplugs the garbage disposal. Double checks to make sure it doesn't have power by jigging the switch. So smart. This guy's smart. He's he's yeah. not just going to stick his hand in there. But I, then he then he just sticks his hand in there. I didn't know that's what he was doing. Oh. I thought he unplugged something and then was like, it, it's not turning on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll stick my hand in it. No. He, was make, he, was he, like, was, oh. he unplugged it and then he was making sure he actually killed the power. <laughs> just to, like to demonstrate to the audience that there is no power in the garbage disposal before mm-hmm. he sticks his hand in it. Which means it's definitely haunted. Yes. Yes. He feels around. We hear like a dink, and he pulls his hand out, and there, there's nothing. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a fake out. It was yep, a fake yeah. out ju- jump scare because he flinches, and then he's like, "Oh!" And I was huh. like, "Oh God, please, please don't stick your so, hand." So, so he puts in. his hand back in. Yeah. The disposal whirs, ah! and blood. His hand is. Just, oh my God! Yeah. He, he's screaming, like and the monkey his- starts up again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah laughing. Here's the thing. This is not how garbage disposals work. No. No. They don't, like, suck you in, either. They don't, they don't <laughs> suck you in. They don't actually have blades in them. Uh-oh. Did you know this? No. Okay, well, garbage disposals don't actually have blades. It's, like, it's like grindy, like, gear yeah, stuff. Yeah, gears. It's not gonna do that to your hand. Dang. Um, it's not gonna, like, suck your hand into it and start chew- chewing it up. Maybe it, it, like, because... spins, and, like, the water that's in there throws whatever's in there, like, to the sides where it's, like, gr- ground up. It's not spinning blades. No. <laughs> Maybe because this house is old. No, that's just how garbage disposals okay. work. There's no blades in there. I um, like so it's a, so it's a little funny because that's not I how they work. <laughs> but I think that I mean I've always had an issue with garbage disposals yes. because they are a sensory nightmare. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are so loud. The between the noise and the vibration, yeah. it's just it's it just so bad. Mm-hmm. And then I watched this episode, and I'm like, well, that's see? why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our so. boys go to a garage, uh, meet a guy that I don't think we get the name of. 
He's just the guy who owns the garage. Yeah. yeah. He's just he's just some guy. And they're like, so you and John Winchester used to own this together. And he's like, yeah, a long time ago. Must be 20 years since John disappeared. Uh, why are the cops on it now? So we've established that Sam and Dean are pretending to be cops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that... And, and a little bit more backstory. Like, we knew that, you know, Sam and Dean were raised in the hunting life by John after their, their mother was killed. But we, we didn't really... Which, you know, lend itself just to somewhat of, like, a drifter lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, probably bouncing from one school to the next. But this is, you know, the first, like, outside confirmation that, oh, they just up and vanished. They didn't tell anyone where they were going. They just disappeared. Yeah. And there is a missing persons case still out there about John Winchester and his kids. Oh, goodness. Yeah, they say, Dean says, we're reopening some unsolved cases, and the Winchester disappearance is one of them. And they uh, they asked our garage guy about what, what he knows about John. Like, and well, he was... He was a stubborn stubborn. bastard. He hated to lose. That was that whole Marine thing. Yep. So we know that this, that, like, oh, so he was always an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he goes, oh, he sure loved Mary. And he doted on those kids. And we get kind of like a little soft Dean look. Yeah. They were like, oh, but that was before the fire. He's like, yeah. After the fire, he, he said something caused that fire and killed Mary. Like, well, what? Like, he was, he was out of his mind. He was seeing things. What did they say? He's like, what did he say that caused it? He's like, like, nothing nothing. caused it. It was was an an accident. It was an electrical fire. He's like, okay. So he's, you know, John starts behaving erratically. He starts reading strange books and talking about strange things. He starts going to see some palm reader. I almost said a psychiatrist. Sorry, I almost said he started to see some psychiatrist. <laughs> he needed to he needed see to. some psychiatrist. Guy, guy was like, I begged him to get help, but it just got worse. <laughs> it just got worse. <laughs> um, so he uh, goes to see some some palm reader. They're like, uh, do you know who it was? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. No. A pawn reader? Like, what? So then it cuts to Sam, like, holding a... Flipping through a phone, phone book. At a pay phone. We still have our phone Which book. is a very old-fashioned sentence. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the pay phone, or the phone book would be in the pay phone. Yeah. yeah. So you could, like, look people up to find them. And in, in movies and TV where people are in a phone booth, Looking at the phone, the, the phone book. They're always ripping pages out of yeah, it. Yeah, don't do it's that. People, public, it's a public thing, and people will need to find that page of the alphabet at some point. Yeah, if you've got a separate sheet of paper or something with you, but write down the number to Mizano's. They're always <laughs> <laughs> they're always tearing pages out of the public phone books. Don't do that. But the way that Sam's reading through some of the local... Some of the goofy names of... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, El Divino. Yeah, El Divino. The Mysterious Mr. Fortinsky. That's what I love. <laughs> and Missouri Mosley. Dean recognizes that name. So he it flips through the dad's the journal. journal. And one of the earliest entries reads, I went to Missouri and I learned the truth. He's like, I always thought I meant the state. Yeah. Which would be logical. Yeah. Right? Nobody's named Missouri, so... Yeah. <laughs> Apparently somebody is. So the boys go to see Missouri. And I remember Missouri. Oh, I re- good. I remembered her character. I love Missouri. Me too. She's great. It is also, though, like, the only person of color is a sassy black woman that they write. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And um, most of the other people of color get killed, usually. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, spoiler, she doesn't. She survives. <gasps> yes. Yay! Well, she survives the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, <laughs> for our purposes... <laughs> yeah, I mean, she survived. Uh, so the boys go to see Missouri, and they're sitting in the, like, this little waiting room of just, like, a house. Like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, like, like a like, little apartment building. Or... It's divided up into, like, waiting room, living area kind of, kind of situation. Um, I don't know why. I was getting some weird ghost whisperer vibes in this episode. Just the whole atmosphere of this episode. Kind well, of felt well, like it. sure. Ghost Whisperer Lady can see and talk to ghosts. Mm-hmm. Missouri's a psychic, and she's doing the she she gives you know the the truth is out there talk. Yeah, we we see Missouri come through. Oh, yeah, you got guiding one of her clients out. Like, don't worry, your wife loves you. <laughs> she closes the door. And goes oh. Oh, I don't have it specifically. Poor, poor man. His wife's cold banging the gardener. <laughs> Why didn't you tell her? And she's like, people don't come here for the truth. They come here for good news. Mm-hmm. And then she walks by them, stops, turns around, and she calls them by name. Yep, Sam and Sam Dean. Sam and Dean. Get back here. And they're, and they're like, oh, all right. Hey. And they get in there, and she's like, you boys grew up so handsome, and you were one goofy-looking goofy kid. kid. <laughs> to Dean. Yeah, Dean's like, like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Uh, t- you know, Tate and she's you know, and talking to them. Takes Sam's hand, and her, she like just she she says she's, she's like, oh, honey, and and just knows everything that's happened yeah, to him. And yep. Sam and Dean are like, oh, oh. she's the real deal. Yeah, yeah she's oh, like, I'm sorry about your girlfriend, and your dad is missing. So like, oh, did you know that? She's like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. And Dean's like, well, where is he? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know, I'm not a magician. I may be able to read thoughts and sense energies in a room, but I can't pull facts out of thin air. And Sam is smiling during this yes! whole thing. Sam's like, ah, she's during, during this whole entire thing, whenever she's picking on Dean, Sam has the most shit-eating grin on his face. Like, uh-huh, this is great. <laughs> so she, you know, kind of ushers them into her space, and they sit down, and she, she yells at Dean immediately. Don't you think about putting your feet on my coffee table. I'll hit you with a spoon. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, what? I didn't awesome. do anything. And she's like, you were thinking, thinking about it. it. And, he's like, and then Sam turns to Dean and is like, ah. And then, <laughs> yeah, Sam's like, this is great. This is amazing. They're like, uh, so our, our dad, when did he, you meet him? Uh, Missouri says uh, he came for a reading a few days after the fire. And I just told him what was really out there in the dark. Uh, your dad took me to the house. He was hoping that I could sense echoes of this thing, like fingerprints. And I don't know what it was, but it was evil. So we get some switching back and forth. Right. Jenny is uh, on the phone at her house. <laughs> this poor lady's being sued for the plumber man getting his hand, his arm chewed off. She's like, I, I'm sorry about the poor man's hand, but how am I liable? And she's, she's like, I can't afford a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, so she hears, like, noises happening upstairs right. and leaves her five-year-old, two-year-old son in, <laughs> in the playpen. Um, and it's like, like, hold on, you'll just have to stay here for a minute, honey. And he's like, okay. Well, mommy's going to be RB. <laughs> hold on, sweaty, I gotta go upstairs. <laughs> so switch back to Missouri. Uh, she's like, so you think there's something back in that house? I uh, haven't been back at the house, but I've been keeping an eye on the place. There's no sudden deaths or accidents. And Sam's like, well, dad missing, Jessica's death. 
the house now. It all seems connected. Something's like starting. And it's like, oh, that's, oh, that's reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. So we get you now back to the playpen, um, which opens oh, on its own. Oh. The pins start to pull from the hinges and whamp. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a great sound! Wait, wait, that's how playpen falls over. Yeah, it just <laughs> <laughs> And then the lock, the child lock on the fridge yeah. opens on its own, and so the fridge door opens, and he's like, "Give me, give me, give me!" That's juice. where the juice lives. <laughs> I gotta get my juice. And he climbs into the entire fridge, okay, yeah, which so, there happens to be enough space for. So him. this kid has obviously never been to like an organized preschool of some kind. Because my students, I, my students are in pre-K, next age down, preschool, age below that, there are two different toddler classes of slightly different ages. They know not to get into fridges. They just, they know they not know. to do that. It's dangerous. They can get things out of fridges. They know how to do that. They can open a fridge door, get something out, and close it. But getting in is not something these kids do. So, But I don't know when we start training for that. Yeah, I think it's mostly a lot of parents, I mean, at least mom and dad said, like, if you ever climb in, the door's going to close on you and you'll die. Do you know when they started doing that? When I was, like, in, when I was, like, in pre-K. Okay. Okay. Um, which is, which makes it just so much like like your five year old kids getting in the fridge. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with your kid? <laughs> What's wrong with your parenting style? You didn't teach him to not get in and, fridges. And you're still locking him in a playpen at five. What? Yeah, like hmm, we got some maybe got some he's issues got there. a problem with the fridge, and that's why she has a child lock on it to keep him away from the juice. Yeah, to keep him <laughs> out of the fridge so this doesn't happen. So a kid gets locked in the fridge. It's probably a weekly occurrence. And we see we see the, the child lock magically lock itself. Yeah. Yeah. However, did you catch? Like so it does that and then it goes to the wide shot of the fridge. It's not locked. <laughs> <laughs> great, great continuity. So uh so the fridge locks behind the baby. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, kind of funny how fast the, door, the fridge shuts. <laughs> yeah, the kid's just like in there. He's not screaming or anything. No, he's, no. Oh he's, my god. No, he's fine. He's got his juice. That's all, that's, that is all so he cares about. When his mom comes back, she's freaking out because he's not in his crib because the crib door, the the gate thing is on the floor. And she's like, and she's "Where like, are you? Where is well, Where is my son Richie? Where is he? He he could." Hear her in the fridge. And he nope. isn't screaming. Nope, he's just drinking his juice. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, oh, I spilled my milk. So it, you know, spills out of the fridge and she opens it and she's like, oh my god. And he's just like, oh. So here, as like, a like, dummy. In these shots of the kitchen. Right. She's like running, the, the, the one where you see the refrigerator in profile, at least for part of the scene, mm-hmm. it's, the, the thing is locked. When you see the other angle with the fridge front on, it is unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> And then when you see her run, you, she sees that the milk's on the floor. She runs over to the fridge. It is unlocked. She pr- picks it up and pretends to unlock it as she opens the fridge. Oh, my God. I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like, doing her best, with, it, it looked, to me, it looked like, oh, one of our props has gone wrong, on, like, on in theater. Yep. Yep. So I do my best. You're gonna make it pre- work. You're gonna pretend to open the door. Just move the whole door. So, Missouri and the boys come to the front door of our house. Uh, we were hoping to show her the house for old times. And uh, Jenny's like, it's not a good time. I just took my kid out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a thaw. <laughs> I got 
in the sink and run some water over. <laughs> oh, no, not the sink. That's a crime scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Dean's like, no, you don't understand. We've got to show her the house. She, she smacks, smacks him, him on the, the head. The head. She's like, give the poor girl a break. Can't you see she's upset? Forgive this boy. He means well. He's just not the sharpest tool in the shed. But hear me out about this house. I think you know what I'm talking about. You think there's something in this house, something that wants to hurt you and your family, and we're people who can help, people who can stop this thing, but you're going to have to trust us a little. Yeah, so she... <laughs> so Missouri here going for the persuasion I was, I was literally like, I'm like, Missouri doing this better than the boys have yeah. ever done to convince yeah. somebody. Yeah. I mean, she can literally read minds. Yeah, so she can... If she can't, like, actually... We, we, we don't know that she can, like, well, dig inside your mind. Yeah, but, but she, she can, she can read, hear the thought, their surface thoughts at Right. Least. She can read the room. <laughs> Literally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and can like, see like get the feedback from what she's saying to you know hopefully drive the conversation in a way that'll you know soothe whoever she's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they we go, go in to Sari's room. Missouri's like, if there's a dark energy, this room should be the center of it. And they're she like, tr- why? <laughs> she's, she's like, this used to be your nursery, Sam. And then it, there's an ominous mm. clip to where the ceiling is and where that... They're like, hey, yeah. everybody look looks up. up. Yeah, we're and that's that's look away from that. And she's like, is that an EMT reader? He goes, yeah, yeah. EMF. EMF. That's EMT. Emergency medical technician. <laughs> <laughs> that's who rides in an ambulance. <laughs> I guess yeah. Dean takes out his EMF. <laughs> and she's like, is that an EMF? And he goes, yeah. yeah. She's amateur. She's <laughs> like, hey, I like my homemade EMF reader. Yeah. And I made out of my brother's Walkman. <laughs> uh, Missouri's like hovering her hand over stuff in the room. Does it make a, did it make a crackling sound when she put her hand over it? Because it sounded to me like she was like, hmm. And there's a... Well, no, I think the, that was the EMF, EMF reader. The EMF oh. reader started going off at some point, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Dean's like elbowing Sam. Like, For hey, some reason, this. my brain was like, "Does she have like elec- weird like electric fingers?" <laughs> no, I think it was the EMF reader. Yeah, EMT. <laughs> the EMT <laughs> reader. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in feeling out the room. Do you have the dialogue? Oh, I was just. Uh, she was just like, "This isn't the same energy as last time I was here." It isn't what killed your mom. It's something different. Yeah, she was like, I don't know if you should be relieved or disappointed that... But yeah, but this, this is not the same thing. Yeah. And this, there's, is, this is different. And there's more than one spirit in this place. I just can't figure out what the second one is. Yeah, they're here because of what happened to you and your family all those years ago. It's real evil that came to you. Yeah. And that, that real evil leaves wounds. And sometimes those wounds get infected. Uh, she said that this place is a magnet for paranormal energy... It's attracted a poltergeist and a nasty one, and it won't rest until Jenny and her kids are dead. Yeah, yeah and but and she can't figure. There, there is a second spirit, but she can't can't figure, make it out. Can't figure out what it is. So Dean's like, so whatever's here, how do we stop it? So then, when they're sitting at the table and like putting all the spices and herbs and well, stuff, Dean, I just, Dean has a line when he's they're like, how do we stop it? Dean says, no one's dying in this house ever again. Yeah, yeah. and we see like through this whole scene, we've walked like Dean is. Pretty quiet in the background of the scene. Yeah. Sort of quietly going through some some emotional stuff back there. And when Missouri confirms that there is a spirit here and it's going to kill the family, you see the determination on his face and Mm -hmm. his, we are going to stop this from happening again. End of. No option. We are... End of discussion. (laughs) No one's dying here again. 
or I, I mean, I take full responsibility for this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Dean, don't need to be a sponge, but all the yeah. time. But <laughs> our table of herbs includes angelica root, van van oil, crossroad dirt, and some other shit. So this seems really interesting. This is the first witchcraft we've seen. Yeah. yeah. This stuff sticks with the show. Good. Is um, it actual ri- witchcraft? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, because these, I'm just saying... These yeah, are real real sort of things. Um, Angelica Root's just like an herbal, medicinal mm-hmm. thing. Van Van Oil is something from hoodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it's not... It, it, it's like a like an infused oil, mm-hmm. if, if I understand correctly. And then Crossroad Dirt is interesting. Is that actually dirt from a crossroads? Actually dirt from a crossroads. Cool. Um, we you know, in folk, I, I assume, actually, I don't know if you guys know, and the importance of crossroads in folklore. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know. Similar to, like, bridges and walls, barriers. Mm-hmm. Fairy circles? Fairy circles. Pla- places of, tri- of um, p- barriers and places of travel and... I don't know what the what word I'm looking for. Um, liminal space isn't quite right, but, you know, places of transit and places of barriers, mm-hmm. um, places where the veil is thin, yeah. right. that sort of thing. Our backyard. Right. Uh, there was a fence across our backyard, which is now no longer there, but everything that was growing on the fence is still there. So you have the the feeling of a barrier still being there and that and the feeling that if you crossed that barrier so the, the you know the feeling that the, like there's there's still a barrier there even though the fence or the wall is is not anymore except for that little passageway that they made for yeah. people to pass by and like take the fence out that's the only place that i really feel safe crossing mostly because everything else is just a giant gap and there's poison ivy but even yeah, so there's a big ditch yeah and it's covered in poison ivy. But yeah, no, if it, I would feel weird crossing in another place. Like, I'm pushing through some other kind of barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, just like, places that have those sorts of things attached to them, um, that that sort of thing stays important uh, in their lore. Crossroads in particular. Crossroads are a place to contact, specifically, otherworldly entities. Mm-hmm. Specifically, demons. This reminds me of in Hounds of the Morgan. It isn't technically a crossroads, but the signpost. The signpost. Yeah, well, it is at a crossroad. Oh, that's right. Okay, um, that's a good scene. Yeah, the uh, the yeah the the scene with the spinning signpost and Pidge trusting his intuition and taking the correct road rather than following the signage to his doom. <laughs> so right, so uh, this is the first witchcraft we're seeing, which I think is interesting um, because later. Witchcraft, when they talk about it as witchcraft, it's usually a problem that they're trying to deal with. Mm-hmm. When they talk, or like, you know, there's a witch who's causing problems. Right. And they're like, oh, it's witchcraft. When they are doing it, it's just some ritual they need to do to solve the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's still the same thing. Hypocritical. And what they're building, they, they don't call them this, but this is what they are. And we we learn later this is something that stays with with them. Uh, the the bags, at least you know. So in supernatural lore, the little sachets, the little sachets, when used in this way, are called hex bags in this universe. This oh. is the first time we see them. They're very um, cute, and it's one of the there they are. They're these cute little cloth bags that they tie up with herbs and oils and other stuff in them um, that are used to have a magical effect on a space when placed around a space. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and when late later on, when Sam and Dean are dealing with witches who are causing problems, one of the first things they look for are are hex bags around a space, like in the walls, in the foundation of a house, under furniture. Um, and if they, you know, so they'll look, they're like, oh, there might be a witch involved here. That's one of the first things they look for. Um, so they don't call them by that by this name, but that's what stick that that's what they are later in the show. Mm-hmm. So just like, oh that's so cool. She's teaching them to make hex bags. In this scene, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about was the fact that Dean tasted it. Yeah, he just <laughs> it in his mouth. Don't do that, Dean. You don't know what that is. And then he's like, ew. I'm yeah, like, that, that. yeah, Dean, don't, don't, don't. It's like dirt. Yeah. You just put dirt in your dirt. mouth. You just lick dirt. Gross. <laughs> so Missouri is like we're going to put them in the north, east, south, and west corners of the house on all three floors. It should purify the house completely. We each take a floor and work fast. Once the spirits realize what's happening, it's going to get bad. Yeah. So Missouri is with uh, Jenny and the kids uh, out at the front door. <laughs> First, she has a line... Dean's like, like oh, we're gonna put holes in our walls. She's gonna love that. Yeah. And and she she she's she's helping to make the bags too. And she just looks up from across the table and she goes, "She'll live." And it's like, <laughs> oh, like 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 Dean, stop trying to yeah. <laughs> to have an attitude with this lady. Yeah. She's not she taking she any of your shit. you into the ground. <laughs> and she, so yeah, she walks out with uh, Jenny and her kids, and she's basically just like, "Go watch a movie or something." And I'm like, yeah. "This is thank you." Thank you for not trying to do this when they're in the house. Yep. Yep. Because I think if Missouri hadn't been there, they might have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's trauma for those kids. Like, they're like, oh yeah, we can handle it. No. Thank you, Missouri. Send the kids to a movie. Yep. So now we have a um, a series of scenes where they're going around put, trying to put the hex bags in the walls. And in each of the, <laughs> the, the three of them... We they're they're like looking for a spot for the hex bag, and we see something paranormal happening yep. in the background. Yep. For Sam, he's looking for a place, and the plug unplugs itself, and then like turns to look at him like a snake. And I was like, I had to pause it because I thought that was so funny the way that it like unplugged and it was like, <laughs> like yeah, and turn starts to slowly and starts to slither across the floor toward him. Dean's in the kitchen, and the knife drawer un, un yeah. uh, opens. Missouri's in the basement, um, and she finds a place for her hex bag, yeah. places it, and then gets pinned to the wall by like a filing cabinet I'm or something. Like, yeah. How does she not get like in like internal organ damage? I don't know because that Maybe, like she might pushed yeah. into her. And yeah, she no, was, it pinned her to the wall. But the thing was then, like that she was just walking around like she wasn't even phased. I'm like, that's not how that works. With the force that it was going toward you, and you were banged into the wall, you probably have like a fractured rib or something. Yeah, that that wasn't great for her. Yeah. Yeah, Dean hears the silverware scraping, <gasps> turns around and drops to the floor. The knife is whacked into the cabinet above him. Just where his head was. He flips over the kitchen table and ni- knives come fast and pierce it. It's some good effects. And yeah, 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 that was fun that the knives coming through the table. Yeah. That would have been really funny if there was just a person standing behind the counter that just like threw just, a knife just at throw, his head. Throwing knives at Jensen. Uh, <laughs> based off of the bees, that might have been an option. <laughs> Ooh. Got um, a knife thrower on set today. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> Everyone what? else is dressed up properly, but you guys are not. You, you've just got a duck, man. <laughs> just be on, character. We've got it timed. Well, you've got it timed, right? Three, two, go. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be clear, we don't know if that's what happened. Yeah, no. Or, no. 
that would not be been, so funny. We're just saying it would have been funny if it did. If Dean had knives just thrown at him, that'd yeah. be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny. Come on, let's laugh, guys. That'd be so funny, guys. <laughs> So, upstairs with Sam, the lamp falls off the table. The cord quickly wraps around his neck, pulling him backward. He tries to hold up his little sachet and then puts it down to try to get the cord off his neck. And he can't. He can't. (laughs) So, Dean to the rescue. Dean rushes in. Sam! Tries to pull it off his neck. And with the strength of two very large men, it's not coming off. So he grabs this little sachet, kicks a hole in the wall, shoves it in there, and flash! They're both illuminated. Yeah. It's a Ma- cool effect uh, outside the house. Yeah. just It looks like someone just turned, like, a bunch of phone flashlights on at the same time. They're like, ready, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> the light uh, and f- some kind of force is pushing out through the window. And uh, Dean uh, gets the cord off of Sam and kind of hugs him. Oh, yeah, that was kind of a cute hug. <laughs> Sam's dying and Dean's yeah. like, I got you, buddy. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Um, then we're, now we're after events, the ki- the uh, kitchen is in complete disarray. Mm-hmm. They're all, all three of them are in the kitchen. Uh, they're like, you sure it's over? And she's like, Missouri's like, yeah, yeah, it's over. And Sam's- why do you ask? Yeah, why? What's up, Sam? And he's like, no, oh, no, it's, it's nothing. Pro- it's probably nothing. She should have taken that as a sign to be like, mm, no, that's not okay, because you have a weird thing going on right now. Something's off and you need to tell us because this is a serious situation. But no, we just gotta further the plot. <laughs> Jenny comes home with the kids. What happened? Don't worry. Sorry. Hi. We'll pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> Dean's face yeah. after that is like, nobody will. With, with, with whose money, Sam? <laughs> That's good. Uh, Missouri piece. says, don't worry, Dean will clean up the mess. And Dean's face is like, the fuck I will. So she's like, don't cuss at me. He's like, <laughs> and then like, what, what's under, wrong with you? Get a mop. <laughs> under his breath, he mutters, a bitch, as he turns around. I noticed that. Don't you? Yeah, she says, don't cuss at me. Yeah. She's just like, I, I, I. <laughs> all three of them leave. They look back at Jenny, who's uh, at the front door, and then they they leave. She, yeah, she has a very quiet, very very quiet thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we see a sleepy Jenny in bed. She's reading a magazine. She decides it's time to sleep. Turns off the light. And then the bed starts to dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wow! So Jenny is screaming, which is, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, it's an appropriate amount of screaming for this event. If you are, like, about to fall asleep, and then your bed just starts, like, shaking and convulsing, like... Like it's a water bed, but you're like, oh, this isn't one. This isn't a water bed. This isn't a mattress. <laughs> cut. We're cut to uh, Sam and Dean are staking it out yeah. in yeah. the car outside. I'm actually Dean... very glad that they did this, of course, because yeah, because Sam idea. Sam had a bad feeling, mm-hmm. and Dean's like, oh, we we fixed it. We fixed it, man. I don't know why we're still here. And Sam's like, just just. I got a bad feeling. Humor me, man. Yeah, like, the way that I think the feeling was kind of like the thing in my vision hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's what he was waiting for. Yeah. And I love how Dean goes, why? Missouri did her whole Zelda Rubenstein thing, which I looked up. Me too. She's the actor from Poltergeist. And I'm like, now I get it. Okay. Dean is making a reference. Yep. (laughs) Then, yeah, 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 Sam sees. Turns out Sam was right. 
sees Jenny in her window, just Bang. like in the nightmare. Yeah, banging on the windows, like, saying, help me. And he's like, oh, damn, we gotta go! And he's like, oh, shit! And they run into the door. And and you grab the kids, I'll get Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny's trying to open her door. She can't. Dean can't open it from the other side. He's like, get back! Breaks it down. Yeah, we have a lot of ghost fight situation mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> the, first, sorry, the first thing was like, I was just like, thank God the front door was unlocked. I know. Yeah, like, yeah I know. She just they left rush the front, in. They left the front door unlocked. Yeah. No, I, I, for, when they were running up to the house, I was, because, you know, because of you know, how ghost fights often go, the doors are often, like, slammed Slam shut in their faces and locked. Yeah. I expected the front door to be locked, but then I saw them just go in. I was like, oh. Oh. No. Oh, it was, okay. it was oh. locked. <laughs> um. So Dean gets Jenny out. Sam is She's has the kids, has, and he goes, "Don't worry, Sam's got Sam's the kids." Got the kid. Sam's got uh, little the little kid Richie mm-hmm. in his arms, and uh, what, what's her name? Sari. Sari. I just said, "Don't worry, Sam's got the kids," and I said, "Oh no, Sammy doesn't got the kids." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, there, there's a flaming figure in Sari's room. And walking like, cool toward her, walking effect. toward her, and Sam scoots into the room, grabs her. Like, don't, look, don't, look, don't, don't, look. don't look, don't look, don't look. Grabs her, scoots back out the door, and is running down the hall. Puts Richie down mm-hmm. to look at Sari. Tells her to take him outside. Sari, take your brother outside as fast as you can, can. I was and like, don't look back. That's a parallel to the beginning. That's a parallel. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, that's really hard to miss. <laughs> Just because they always show it to us in the beginning. And the take your brother outside as fast as you can. Sari, take your brother outside as fast as you can. Is word for word. Eric Kripke wrote both of them. Yeah. Yep. I would hope he'd get that parallel right. Yeah. <laughs> Sam gets dragged across the floor. Yeah, he's like, don't worry, go outside. <laughs> she starts screaming. She gets her brother outside at, at like a light little jog. Yeah. yeah. And her mom's just... like, what about Sam? She's like, he's still inside. Yeah. And Dean. They tell, they tell him, yeah, uh, tell Dean that Sam's been got. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost got Sam. Dean's, you see, you see his stomach drop. Mm-hmm. So he runs to the door, and now the door is slammed well, shut in his face. Sa- Sam is having a ghost fight inside, yeah. which means he's mostly just getting tossed around the house like a rag doll. Yeah, it's flung from wall to the kitchen cabinets to the floor. Um, Dean goes charging across the lawn with a shotgun and an axe. Yep. Just and there's, like, full, people outside. There's, yeah. there's people watching this happen. Um, I'm so surprised someone hasn't called the cops on them since they've been making so much noise. And it yeah. isn't even that late. No. Like, she was just about to go to bed, and then all of this started happening. So, you see, yeah, Dean, so Dean is running across the, just openly across the lawn, holding, just just one hand holding a shotgun, the other hand has an axe, and the door is now bolted shut, so he's trying to get through it with his axe and his foot and anything he can. Um, what about the windows? Good question. Yeah. Dean. I was like, Dean, you know that there's, like, two windows right next to the door? That, yeah. That would be a Could lot If you're going to start destroying the front door, you might as well just break a window. Uh-huh. Um, Are windows less expensive than doors? I have no I idea. No, They are more dangerous to go through once you break them. That's yeah. true. Um, but Dean trying, trying to step across through glass many times. Yeah, but, like, trying to get through the window and step across the broken glass, and then you've got shards of it sticking up from the window where you could, like, stab yeah, yourself dangerous. in the leg. It's, it's, it's more dangerous to, to use 
that method of but entry. It takes but a lot less time. <laughs> True. Get, get, Come get, on, get, we get, don't get, run a schedule here, man. We <laughs> um, Sam... Uh, by the, flung against the wall again. And then he gets pinned there. Tries and, to move his hand and, and, and he can't. And we see the fire figure walking toward him. Uh, when Dean comes running around the corner, sees it, he's like, oh, time to shoot the ghost. And Sam stops him. No, he's no, like, no. I know. He's like, no, Dean, I know who it is. And it's Mary. The, the thing is, I was away. like, how do you know who this is? Before she's revealed herself, you barely knew her when you were like three? Well, here's the thing. We've, Sam sensed the ghost. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to believe that, like, at this point, Sam can sense her ghost energy. That's really, that's a really funny sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, we're supposed to believe that Sam has, saw her ectoplasm on the floor, and he lived it and, 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 re- re- and recognized, recognized her. her. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, this is definitely Sam, mom. Sam, this yeah. is mom slime. <laughs> this is mom slime. <laughs> so, uh, Sam I th- has some other sense where he can recognize her. Mm-hmm. Dean lowers his gun and uh, Mary now walks up to him. And he's like, Mom? The look on Dean's face. Oh. Just oh. gut-wrenching. Heartbreaking. Dean. And she walks up to Sam and he's tearing up. And she says, I'm sorry. And he's like, for what? And she really... She- I thought she was going to kill him right then and there. Even though another, <laughs> another 15 I thought, or I, at least I thought she was going to be like, I'm sorry, for what? And then she was like going to attack him. And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> no, she she says, I'm sorry. And she then she doesn't answer his question. No. Nope. Um, Man, this is, need to this is to the first. This is <laughs> other than like that one picture they have of Mary. Mm-hmm. Sam has not seen her. No, yeah, this no. is the first time his first time meeting his mom. And Dean has early memories of their happy family. It reminds me, though, that ghosts, when you die, you wear the same clothes forever. Yep. Man, that so sucks. Choose, so choose wisely. <laughs> she was just in a nightgown, like in a bloody nightgown. And I'm like, man. Yeah, I'm hoping I go out wearing something fun like Heelys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably how I will go out. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I ever wearing get Heelys. If I ever get Heelys. I think. <laughs> Heely you right into a sewer drain. I think you should. <laughs> So, Mary <laughs> turns. Very sad, very emotional scene. Sam is crying. Dean it just looks broken. He's also got some tears in his eyes. Yeah. Um, and she s- s- says to Sam, I'm sorry, turns and walks away. It says, you get out of my house and let go of my son. And turns to fire again and yeah. explodes. Yep. Man, is it possible to kill <laughs> that one? We've one? killed her twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh God. Dean, just, they're both looking around, kind of dazed. Yeah. Sam oh, can I guess move now. Did die in this episode. Kind of. Yeah, she was already dead, but she did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam's like, now it's over. Yeah. So he can sense the difference in the and house. And I said, I guess. I think so. Yeah. It's over. We got Dean looking through some of those photos, um, looking through them at the car, and he thanks Jenny for them. Missouri comes out of the house and says, there's no more spirits here. And Sam's like, even my mom? Mom's gone. She destroyed herself. She's gone. Yep. Your mom's spirit and the poltergeist energy, they canceled each other out. Your mom destroyed herself going after that thing. 
to protect her boys. Yeah, and Sam's like, what's happening to me? Well, she, she first, she's like, like, you sensed it, yeah. even when I couldn't. Yeah. She, and he, he he's like, like, kind of like, yeah, I guess. And then, and then he's like, I guess it's what? no big deal. <laughs> what is happening to me? And she doesn't know. She's like, I'm, I know I'm supposed to have all the answers, but I don't know. I tell you, I do not know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean and Sam each get a uh, shoulder pat of gratitude mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from our leading uh, damsel of the week. <laughs> um, I'm glad they didn't sexualize her. Yeah, yeah, Dean wasn't a super perf. No, he wasn't. I don't he, think he, he wasn't, had any. We, we didn't get a, a Dean as super horny this episode. No. Which was good. Dean also didn't really get to interact with the kids. No. Which I was kind of sad about. Yeah. I was hoping he would get to interact with the kids because Dean's great with kids. But he didn't really have that moment. Um, so, yeah, Dean and Sam are going to head out of town. Missouri tells them not to be strangers and to... Uh, and when she says, see you around, she looks at Sam. Uh-huh. And Sam's like, awkward, like, uh-huh. uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jenny waves by. Boys get in the car and drive away. And Missouri watches them drive mm-hmm. out of town. Which would normally be the end of the episode. Right. We see that we, you know, carve room over the horizon to the credits. I was so, uh, I was expecting it to be like, oh, like, maybe this is a shorter episode than usual. There's like three minutes instead of like... One and a half minutes. Maybe they've got. Maybe some they've extra got more credits to run. Something with the special effects or special guest star because of the psychic lady or right sure. something. But then we do get our last scene. Missouri goes back home, she's and like, she, she starts talking. We don't see anybody else, so it yeah, seems like she's talking to herself. I'm like, why are you talking to an empty room? She says, "That boy, he has such powerful abilities." Why he couldn't sense his own father, I have no idea. And she, tur- the camera goes around her, and we can see now sitting on the couch is John I fucking Winchester. I said, ew! Looking terrible. The one, the one consolation. Yeah. He, he does not look good. I think it's just because he's got a scruffy beard. Yeah. And, like, they might have put some makeup under his eyes to make him look yeah. like he has eye bags. And um, he's like, oh, I'm so sad. Not, th- not to disparage... Uh, actor Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> yeah, right. No, we're um, talking about the character. The char- character of John Winchester. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm so sad. Um, we're, oh, we, I haven't seen my boys in such a long time. She's like, yeah. why? I would slap you right now. He, why so, don't you fucking talk to them? So he asks her if if she really thinks that Mary's spirit um, saved the boys and Missouri says she does. Mm-hmm. And he spends a long time looking at his wedding band. Yep. And Missouri is just fed up with it at this yeah. point and says, John Winchester, I could just slap you. Why don't you go talk to your children? He's like, I wish I could. God, He's like, I want to. God, I want to. You have mm-hmm. no idea how much I want to see them, but I can't. Not yet. Not, not until, until I, I know, know the, the truth. truth. Cut to credits. And it's like, nope. Just talk to them. Fuck Fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit, John. Bullshit. Um, you are disgusting. <laughs> we got this little bit of characterization from the nameless mechanic earlier in the episode. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, that, like, Marine thing. He hates to lose. Yep. John is too prideful 
to talk to, to, talk his, own to his kids, kids because if he goes to see his kids and he He'll doesn't have, have lost. yeah it will count doesn't as have losing stone cold proof of this thing if he hasn't figured this out himself Solve after the case. all this time that means he has lost the, the, the next time he sees his maybe kids maybe you just need to have a little bit of help from your kids fucking bullshit John. Yeah, I was like, and they were trying to make it seem like he's like, I can't. I want to talk to them, but I they, can't. You don't understand. I, I can't see them. Not until I know the truth. Like, John. Fuck you. You have zero leads. These boys are closer than you've been yes. in years. Mm-hmm. They're, you ju- just they're working jobs. They're them. doing so much. They're doing so good. Talk to your boys. Be the adult. Yeah. You're supposed to be the adult here. Surprise! You were never the adult. It was always Dean. Yeah. Yeah, and Dean is probably doing a lot better on his own without you than he was the decades that he was with you. Here's something else. John is in town because Dean called him. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't just there. Mm -hmm. He didn't just happen to be there. Because, like, like, he, it's not like he gave them yeah. the tip off about this job. No, Because Sam was having yeah. dreams. Yeah. That's how, that's how they knew to come here. I think he has been listening. Oh, to, he's, de- he's yeah. definitely been listening to every one of Dean's messages. And just and not the, getting back to him. And the only one he even remotely responded to was because Dean said, this might be about mom. Then John shows up. Yep. Yep. Not all of the previous ones where Dean's like, please, any sign of life, yeah. anything at all, and please, even, dad, I need you. No. Not even, pro- he probably didn't even show up because, like, he only showed up because mom was mentioned. But yeah. He probably didn't even care that he said, I need your help, dad. No. no. I don't know what it to was, do. No. Uh, because. Yeah, it wasn't him choking up on the phone that got him. It was. No. It was, it was, it, it, was, be it was because this is possibly connected to mom. That was it. That was it. That was the only reason John was there. You have no idea how much I want to see. No! no you have had the so only reason many this man was there. Chances. The only reason was because Dean said this might be because of mom. This is not okay. This is an obsession. And yeah, you might want to figure this out, but hey, maybe you should take help from your It's sons. been 22 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John, talk to your boys. Give it a rest or talk to them because they also have had experience with this. Does he even know about Jess? Um, I think he does at this point, B- based on like the, the what we've talked about before. With John used to drive by Sam's college, yeah. right, and check up on him, and that he's been listening to Dean's messages, yeah. and he's been sending them like like leading, giving them tips. He knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess last thoughts about this episode. What do we think of the episode? I liked it. I really liked it. I think they. I liked. That they didn't sexualize any of our female characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't really kill any of our female characters. And the one person of color on the show was left alive. Hey. Yep. Yeah, the uh um Jenny, she was wearing And like, she was a pretty cool character. She, I like yeah. Missouri. She was, she, oh, Missouri was great, yeah. I love Missouri. Um And Jenny. Jenny was wearing a tank top, but it wasn't like a weird mid two thousands tank top. It was a normal tank top. Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing what looked like just comfy clothes. She was wearing normal clothes, not like super sexy clothes. Yeah. Um, which, hey, that worked. Yeah, yeah. she was there to be a mom. And yeah. she was, she, she was, was a mom. mom. The, Maybe not a very good mom, but... <laughs> I think she was doing the best with what she had. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
she uh she you know lacking in self-preservation instinct is is a different conversation if you giant men show up at your door and say please and and i have no family or friends here or money i am desperate yeah it's we used to live here can we come in yeah sure i would just like to have photos come on in um there is a conversation to be had about the women in this show um the the women who are not killed off Mm -hmm. Fitting into either like like you know the two dimensional women who only can fit into the um mother the mother figure or the you know the sexy figure yeah. right um because the like for you know for mo- for a lot of men it's like like those are the only two archetypes they can conceive of yeah. right. someone so- who someone who is there to nurture them or someone who they are who who is there. For them to objectify. So when they, this is a case with a lot of men, like, so when they have a daughter. Yes. Then they're like, oh, sudden, I can't, she's not here to nurture me, and she is not a sexual object, therefore there must be a third category of of person. Person, Oh, shit, now I know why, now I know why women are so bitchy all the time. Because. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because they... Don't have really any rights. Yes. Yeah, so oh, suddenly they can conceive of this third category, um, yeah. which is person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, it's still, still early. We're still, this is a deeply misogynistic show. So, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, wi- women are, good. women are either there to be killed off to throw to the story or some su- subcategory of uh, sexual object or nurturing figure. Yep. Yeah. That being said, Missouri was a cool character. Missouri yeah. was great. Well, she didn't seem. She was a nurturing either. figure. She was nurturing. Yeah, yeah. she she fulfilled a, like a tough love parent role. Uh, yeah, um, and then there was the actual mom. <laughs> and then there's the actual mom. And there's then the mom. <laughs> yeah. So th- this was this was. Uh, I liked this episode. I still like skin a lot better. You liked skin more than this? Yes, I think so too. Skin. There was a lot for Jensen to do. Yes. Yeah. And I think he really got to explore that gear of himself. It was it was good. It was good. And I'm excited for later in the show when we get to yeah. see him do more villain nonsense. <laughs> um because he's 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 a good villain. Which I'm excited for for I don't watch the boys, at least not yet. Hasn't really I I'm tired of grim dark stuff yeah. and of dark takes on, like, dark political commentary, not political commentary, dark, like, social commentary, where it's yeah. like, well, this is what, you know, the realistically, I'm not here for realism, it's I'm like, here for man. escapism, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you guys liked this episode? Yeah. yeah. So far, how are we feeling about the show? Pretty good. Yeah. Um, entertaining. I'm exci- yeah, I'm excited to keep watching them, because this is, I think taking notes and watching it is actually really fun. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, I'm glad. Although it is kind <laughs> of tedious. This isn't a slog. It is kind of tedious to keep pausing it because I, it feels like it brings me out of the experience, kind of, when I'm watching it and then I'm like, oh, shoot, I have to write stuff. And then I pause and I'm like, Argh! and I'm writing like a whole paragraph of stuff. And I'm like, okay, back to it. And then I pa- unpause and I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> got to pause it again. Um, Yeah, I've been thinking about maybe watching it once through without taking notes and then watching it again but that's a lot of work yeah. that, that is that is up to you 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 are welcome to, that, do, yeah, to that do that crossed, work that crossed my mind as well and i'm like it's just so much time i got us like dedicate a day to supernatural homework yep so i guess uh next week 
we are going to be, uh, or not next week, next time. Yeah. Whenever. Whenever the next, we the record. Next, the next episode comes out. Um, we are going to be watching and discussing season one, episode 10, Asylum. Which I was uh, very scared for. Yeah. Because on my list of things that I don't do, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's scary, scary abandoned houses. Scary abandoned asylums. <laughs> scary abandoned hospitals in general. Yeah. Scary, uh, creepy abandoned schools. orphanages yeah. and schools. <laughs> well, that so would make sense because nightmares. children are creepy. Because children are creepy. Medical stuff is scary. It is. Like, I couldn't yeah. do Murder House for American Horror Story. I can't do hotel. How, scary scary, houses. Scary, creepy hotels are scary. Scary houses make sense. You live in... We live in a house. Yeah. <laughs> we have our seen, house isn't scary. No, our basement is. Yeah. Yes. So uh, join us next time when we will, be, we will be watching and discussing Season 1, Episode 10, Asylum. Uh, until next time, I'm a host, Margaret. I'm a host, Patricia. And I'm another host, Bridget. See you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye. Special thanks to Pixabay user The Laces Music Dude for the use of their song Brook Music as our theme music. And special thanks to our dad, our first sponsor. Thanks, dad. You can find us at 3IgitsPod on most of the internet. And get in touch with us by emailing 3IgitsPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.